Man, there's so much political stuff happening in Canada mm. and in the States right now. It's like election central. So we talk a lot about the elections happening in the podcast this week. Do we really? Yeah, I mean, not a lot about it. We just Let's have little that. little tiny quips, quips about it. Who are you going to vote for? Hey, you don't say that. <laughs> no. I'm so actually kind of torn right now. Because really? after the debate, I started going back and forth. Interesting. Because I, I thought the BC provincial debate was good. Like, yeah. it was really good, and it made me rethink some things. Good. That's great. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's... I guess what it's for is for you to properly consider who you're going to vote for. Yeah, it's funny. I asked Kirsten on um, Instagram last night because she did a thing that was like, I voted. Mm-hmm. Cute girl. I have a sticker now. And so I just messaged her. I was like, who'd you vote for? Mm-hmm. And she was like, Kodos, which is a Simpsons joke. Hilarious. <laughs> ha! I don't know it. But people, yeah, I, it's funny that like uh, even amongst friends, like Kirsten and I are tight buds. Mm-hmm. She's not going to tell me who she voted for. You're not going to tell me who you're going to vote for? I don't know yet, I said. I'll tell you when I know. Really? Yeah, I would. Okay. Yeah, who are you voting for? <laughs> <laughs> um, you, know, you know what? I know who I'm going to vote for, but I think actually on the podcast it would be kind of weird or irresponsible to say who I'm going to vote for. Um, that just feels like a weird thing. I'll tell you after. How's that? Yeah. After the, after the election, I'll tell you who I voted for. I don't, I don't think it's a... I don't know. It's such a weird thing, these things that are like so private, but it, like everywhere is so clear for a lot of people. Like, look at the states, right? These mm-hmm. friggin' absolute king of the jabronis rolling around in their golf carts with a bunch of Trump shit all over the place. It's like, who are you going to vote for, I wonder? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Even yard signs here. It's but, like, oh, okay, vote in NDP. Got it. What I've been hearing is that people think that if you even just say, go out and vote, mm-hmm. that, that they know who you're voting for. Do you think? Yeah. Right. It's like, oh, they're voting for Biden. Uh, I see. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> yeah, clearly. Yeah, yeah. kind of clearly is, isn't it? You kind of get the vibe. I know. And it's that's what I mean. It's like it's supposed to be somewhat of this private personal decision. I think right now people are really like scared of the conflict that'll come with who yeah. they vote for. I don't think we have too much of that in BC. Well, we do, but it's not as intense and as divi- divided as... The states, but I think, yeah, like political, it's kind of become an identity, right? Like yeah. your political views. Yep. Um, and it becomes, it's like a moral compass as well, too, I find. Yeah. And it, it almost shouldn't be, you know, it, mm-hmm. like it, it could, should kind of be everyone knows kind of what's right and we're all on that same track, but then there are kind of differing ways of how to go about it. But you're mm-hmm. right. Instead, it's kind of these wild swings and really ideological ways of looking at stuff. And I think it's not good or healthy. Mm-hmm. I, I did have this thought while I was uh, preparing for Thanksgiving. Happy week after Thanksgiving, by the way. Yeah, happy full times. I never thought that I would be so sick of turkey, but I'm getting there. I could have more. Could you? I could have more. I didn't get any leftovers from um, the place I went to because I didn't cook this year. Right. But uh, yeah, I could have more. Well, if I anyone's have, like getting rid of leftovers, seriously. I have so much me. fucking turkey in my house. So come and have okay. some, honestly. Um, but no, I had this thought where it was like, um, I'm happy. You know, it's like that old things like no politics or religion at the dinner table. Mm-hmm. I was like, at my house, I'm happy to have politics and religion at my dinner table because. Number one, those are the interesting things to me, mm-hmm. especially like politics and all the time. That we're, politics, number one, is everything that goes on all around us all the time. That's an interesting and 
and good lesson that I learned when I was in school, actually, is just like everything pertains to and ends up being political at a certain point because it's how we live our lives. Mm -hmm. And so I like talking about those things. And it's fun. And But I did, you know, and, and I think it's here's the thing about it is like I finally at this dinner table had a view that was like different from mine. Like usually when we have mm -hmm. politics at the dinner table, it's like just everyone's kind of all agreeing with each other. Yeah. That's just my, me and my friends, right? This time there was a person who was kind of to an extreme of a way that I was like, that's a bit much, dude. But I still appreciated hearing it. Mm -hmm. And it didn't have to be a fight. And I don't think any less of this person. In fact, I appreciate that they shared that opinion with me. Some of my favorite conversations that I've ever had are ones that are revolving around politics and we have all different views. Really? And when you're able to do it in a way where you're not getting angry, but just showing your side and yeah. like just being like, okay, I can see where you're coming from. Not, I don't agree, but I can see where you're coming from with right. that point. Like, yeah. It, it, yeah, I think that's one of the most like exciting conversations I've ever had. Right? Yeah. They're fun. But, it's not, it depends how you go about it. You have to be a good communicator, I think, in order to tackle those sort of topics, especially at a dinner table table that's supposed to be like, you know, chill and fun and civil. you're supposed to have a good time and civil. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You don't want to be throwing forks at each other or anything. <laughs> yeah. um, but we were just talking about, because I went out with your girlfriend last night mm -hmm. and we rolled up to your house and we could see that you were watching Jellyfish, like the screensaver yes. on your, <laughs> your uh, living room. Quite beautiful, um, isn't it? It was. I was like, is he just sitting in there watching jellyfish? That's cool. He needs some alone time. <laughs> um, but uh, the thought of like you being able to see what people are watching mm -hmm. while you're like outside and it's like always in the evening. I, I just find it so weird, like this human behavior. If you go for a walk and you can see inside of people's living rooms, so you can see what they're watching, but every human is just inside of a box watching a scream at the same time. Right. Oh, it's so weird to think about. Like, as humans, now is time that we sit in couch and we watch screen. Like, what? I don't I know. know. It freaks me out for some reason. No, I totally feel that too. I, I feel that to the level that I try not to do that. Yeah. Yeah, where I'm like, oh, it's after supper TV watched time bleh, resist do yeah. some go for a walk do something else play a video game anything yeah i know i i don't want to i know it's a weird thing mm -hmm. and i i end up like not watching it on my geek pod they're all reviewing all these movies and tv shows that they've watched throughout the week and i'm just like hey have you guys seen 20 minutes of 1967 star trek before you fall asleep because <laughs> that's what i watched this week like and jellyfish on the screensaver <laughs> Have you seen that one? <laughs> Don't you guys love the Apple screensaver? Yeah, I love it. I do. Um, I'm going to critique it. I'm giving it a solid six. <laughs> but I, I, I have that thought uh, about sleeping at night. Ah, yeah, that's so weird. Oh, my God. So messed up. If you think about it in a way that you're like bird's eye view and you just see humans in bed. In boxes. What? And everyone does everyone it. Everyone does it at the same Sleep time. time. Well, not everyone, but you know. And not only that, but like every single night. Yeah. Every night you just get so, like, it's not like, oh, yeah, I've had a rough week. Maybe I'll sleep for 10 hours. Yeah. No. Every single night your body is like, I can't be alive anymore. I got to lay down and shut off completely. Or else I'm gonna be a monster and maybe die. Yeah. You can die. You can die from sleep deprivation if you don't sleep every single goddamn night. 
Yeah. It's wild. So wild. And then you think of the people who are like not sleeping and what they're up to. Yeah. You know? Like if someone drives by your house in the middle of the night, yeah. like, what You're the like, fuck is that person doing? What are they doing right now? Why are they awake? What are you doing? Or if like I ever cover the mornings and I'm like, mm. you know, going to work at 4 a.m. and there's people just like walking down the street and I'm like, what are, what, what you up to? Yeah. They're probably thinking the same about me. What am I up to? Okay. Going to work, but. 4 a.m. though is like, okay, you're up for an early shift. I gotcha. But 3 a.m. It's that one hour oh, difference. That's what? so true. That's the witching hour. It is. What the fuck are you doing out there aside from conjuring demons? 2 a.m. You're drunk. Go home. Yeah. 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 Or just hang out. Yeah. And fall asleep on the, sh- on the street, you right. know? Yes. 3 a.m. Yeah. Well, you're up to some spooky shit. Yeah. There's no other explanation. Someone told me one time that, like, I think it's 3 a.m. is, like, the witching hour. That's when, like, mm-hmm. every single night the veil is, you know, thin and then demons come out and all this. Yes. And so every time if I look at my alarm clock and it's th- exactly 3 a.m., it, it fucking freaks me out. It freaks. And I'm like, now I have to pee? Really? This is when I have to pee? Is the demon pee? Mm-hmm. And, but I go. Did you hear that story? From a specific friend of ours. Oh, God, The no. 3 a.m. story and the knocking. Oh, Christ, tell me. They were in their basement suite. Oh, here we and go. And at 3 a.m. one night, on the outside of her house. Oh, God. Not the door, on the outside of the house. She looks out. No one's there. The knock continues every like five minutes but yeah. at different parts around the house oh no on the window in the living room in the bathroom but no one is there no one's there no one is outside she's looking yeah oh god i'd be too terrified to even look the next day it continues to happen and this happens every night at 3 a.m and the knocks get louder and louder oh my god and then if you look at, like, online, it means that, like, someone's trying to, like, talk to you or something like that. I have chills. Ooh. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. There's, like, some specific meaning behind knocking at 3 a.m. There's, like, three, like, distinct knocks. And it means something. Oh, my God. Yeah. I'm. T- How long did this go on for? Um, I think it was just, like, a week's worth of time. Oh, God. Yeah. And seriously, was she, like, going outside and looking and, like... No, like, she was, like, looking out the windows and stuff, right. but they have, like, automatic lights and things. And like, it wasn't going off? No. It wasn't, like, a bird or no, something trying to no, get into a nut? it was, like, human. Wow. Yeah. Oh, my God. That is so completely terrifying. I can't even handle that. Right? Yeah. Like, wow. not like a house making a noise. Right. Like, that is three knocks. So distinct. Yeah. Because I live in an old house, and it makes all kinds of noise all through the night. And, right. like, the first few nights in there, yeah, it kind of spooked me out a little bit. Yeah? Well, yeah. I got, like, yeah. a spooky old attic I've never been up to. Oh, my gosh! <sighs> you know, who knows what kind of rat boy is living in there. I have to tell you something. Oh, go on. So, my sister was saying that, because I live in an old spooky haunted house or whatever, yeah. but it's also, like, so many animals in that area. Yes. Um, and <laughs> she was like, there is something in the attic every night. <laughs> Like there's something going on in the attic oh, no. every single night, and I don't know what to do. Yeah. And it's like scratching, and I'm afraid that like if it's an animal, it's gonna like pee, and the pee is gonna like come through the ceiling or what? Oh god! Can we just like real quick here run down if you're just joining us the menagerie of animals that okay. lives all around your house? Okay. Well, this is just in the past. So I've had 
I have a family of raccoons you sure that do. live around our house, uh-huh. either under or in the fucking attic yeah. or in our shed or somewhere around the house. The pole property is theirs. Let's yeah. just say that. Yeah. Um, I have a hawk that um, is uses the tree on my property as its um, feeding time tree. So I always get dead pigeons on my car yeah. and dead whatever birds. <laughs> on my car. A hawk is really something, too. Like, like a, a hawk. Like, think about a hawk for a second. I know, when you always say that, I'm just small, like... They're small, though, hey? They're not as big as you think they'd be. Yeah, but they're intense. They're intense. Yeah. They are <laughs> killing machines with yeah. wings. Um, and then I've had a mama otter have babies under my house because mm-hmm. we're by the ocean. Yeah. So they get real vicious and smelly. Yeah. So oh, yeah. I never saw the otter, but I heard from my roommate was like, please be careful. There's an otter and it's vicious. It's living under the house. Um, crows yeah. too. Rats. Oh yeah. I'm certainly. upstairs, so it's okay. Okay, good. Mice. Yeah. Uh, what else? And then the ghosts. Oh, and then ghosts. Yeah. Right. And maybe there's ghost animals. I don't know. Right. Ghost raccoons. <laughs> How adorable. But yeah, so there's like this noise in the attic and when we've talked to our landlord about it a lot and they're like, yeah, probably something got in there. That's their only That's it. Like they're not going to do anything. We pay cheap rent so we're like, okay, we'll live with it. But um, yeah, there's like a family of raccoons, I'm pretty sure, because my partner was sleeping over and he was like, I was up all night because there is something in your attic. Wow. And I can hear them and they're thumping and they're like active. Sounds big. Big. Like, because this is where I think you'd be able to tell the difference between... Squirrels would be my first guess. Mm-hmm. Squirrels, I think, get up in right. there. Yeah, yeah. Right? And could probably make a clatter, but you're thinking raccoons like that big. I'm thinking so. Thumping their big, dumpy asses around. Yeah. And I'm wondering, like, I one time had friends stay over, mm-hmm. and they said, Jenny, we heard this running back and forth, which sound like that someone was going up and down the stairs. Oh. And we thought it was a ghost because yes. my house is haunted. Isn't that like one of the things the ghost does? Yeah, but yeah, it's like right. a common thing that people have heard. But I'm wondering maybe if it was a raccoon in the attic. No, oh, I maybe. don't know. I don't know. Oh, this is hard because your house is notoriously haunted. So it's just like now you've got this raccoon excuse yeah, for the haunting. Yeah, have to get a medium to come in? Or an exterminator. An exterminator. Or yeah. is there one that does both? Oh, God, that would be quite great, actually. I'd watch that show. I was saying this about... Your house on um, the other pod as well, the Geek Pod, I was saying like how spooky old houses, I would never live in one. Like mm-hmm. actually properly spooky houses that feel like a haunted house. Like there mm. are some in this town. When I was house hunting, I went and looked at one that was like an old turn of the century house. And it just had that vibe. It had that, I don't know if it's a Victorian or whatever it is, but it just, it, it is spooky. Mm-hmm. It's the lighting, the architecture the oldness, you know, the way that kind of you can't see around corners and just the way it's just so like so many rooms, so many rooms, so separate from each other, especially upstairs. I was like, I would be terrified to be here alone and yeah. only a little bit more less afraid to be here with somebody. Yeah. So many doors to slam on their own, you know, yeah. like that's what you want to avoid and creakiness. But you're, but it's fun. So that's why I like, uh, 40s houses because they don't yeah. have that vibe they have the opposite vibe they have mm-hmm. the vibe that like even if there is a ghost in here uh, it's like a Casper and it's, it's really like a friendly. friendly vibe yeah yeah you know the cove ceilings for whatever reason I just think of like nothing scary could possibly be in this house it just feels homey and cozy 
And your house, weirdly, again, notoriously, famously haunted, but doesn't have the haunted vibe. Like, your mm-hmm. place, when you come in there, it's just like, feels chill, feels big and open and whatever. Like, But do you ever get that dread feeling at night? No, I used to. I used to in the house, okay. for sure. Yeah, yeah, when I first moved in, it got so bad where I like talked to my roommates and I was like, yo, you guys have any ghost things happening? Because I am getting some serious energy here. I know yeah, that's weird. Yeah. And they're like, oh yeah, I forgot to tell you it's haunted. Right, right. Um, but since like the first year of me moving in, it's been totally fine. Mm-hmm. Apparently that's a thing. It's like if the ghost like knows your presence, they just don't like change. Right. So if you have anyone new move in, that's right. usually when things heighten. Right. But yeah, since then, no. I and haven't. your energy is very powerful and disruptive, oh, I could feel. Yeah, right? yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, you know, yeah, I have very scary energy. <laughs> it's <been> scary, <laughs> <Spooky>. but... Spooky. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, well, um, a big week, and um, thank you. I think even though it's a short week, we've got lots to discuss on this week's pod, so that's fun and good. We also added a game into the podcast because we've been playing a game on the show uh, for a few weeks here. It's a new one. Mm-hmm. And we thought... Hey, let's put it in the podcast. Let us know what you think of it. Yeah. If you like it in I there. I like it, yeah. It's a little trivia. Um, congratulations on everyone who just got the new iPhone 12. Mm-hmm. I did. I've got it. Wait, you do? Well, I've ordered it. Oh, really? Yeah, it's coming next week. I'm <gasps> excited. I'm excited for you. Yes, thank you. You're welcome. Do you just, want a celebration nah, champagne or good. something? That's nah, fine. Okay. Just, I'm excited to get a new phone. Um, so that's an exciting thing. And um, spooky season is coming up and happy Halloween and all that. Yeah. Woo. I'm glad we covered some spooky topics. That shit is chilling. It's the knocking at night. I oh know, my god, I can't town. even handle that. Yeah, maybe I'll share some some more spooky stories. Please do okay. in the coming weeks. Oh god, I just have to tell myself this is why it's good to have an asshole neighbor. I know that if if I hear knocking at three o'clock in the morning, it probably is just my asshole neighbor being a dumb dick and dicking around. He's <laughs> 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 always up to something. Uh, Cool. Well, thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you. Tell your friends. Great. Wow, we totally missed this yesterday, Jim, but yesterday was World Octopus Day. Ah, how did we miss it? Finally, I marked it in my calendar. I have my notification on in my iPhone and I missed it. Okay. Now you're making fun of me. No, but, I actually, actually like this day. This sounds of fun. Of all the days, yeah, really. Like, this is such a sweet thing. And uh, I was learning a little bit about octopuses. And <laughs> I always have a weird fascination with them. Somebody once told me that, like, the DNA of an octopus is as far away from the DNA of a human being as there is on planet <gasps> Earth. So, like, when you start to think of what an alien from another planet might look yep. like, you can start with an octopus and then get weirder from there. But, like... <laughs> That's what's so amazing about them. And I just, I find them so incredible. Yeah. And um, there was this beautiful write-up about how Campbell River is kind of the hub of, like, octopus zone. Really? And uh, the BC's West Coast is home to the giant Pacific octopus, which is the largest species of octopus of the entire octopus family. Uh, They're not to be mistaken for squids. They're different. Oh, do not. The largest octopus that the world has ever seen is um, 22 feet across, and it's listed in the Guinness Book of World Records. It weighs 156 pounds. Oof. I'm just going to imagine that for a second, and then I'm going to imagine the tentacles wrapping around me and giving me a nice octopus hug. Oh, did you know, by the way, that when an octopus hugs you, they're actually tasting you? Oh. They can taste you with their suckers. (laughs) That's what they're doing. 
Again, they're tasting. Now, I only do that with a few certain people. A hug and a taste okay. at the same time, okay. right? Oh, uh, shutting it taste. down. Oh, who's salty today, right? But the, did down. you know also that their esophagus goes through their brain? Okay, <laughs> He's never going to stop. He's going to explode pretty soon with octopus facts. They're sweet. we got to keep going. Okay. So, Paul, I'm a little concerned because you sent me this uh, article today. You're no, like, you're don't like, out me with yo, this. That was private. Yo, all I ever do is wear earbuds when I drive. Oh. And I'm reading this article saying that you're not supposed to wear earbuds when you drive. And I was like, yeah, you're only supposed to have one in. You didn't know that? <laughs> I just said that to you in confidence. Oh, sorry. I said, let's talk. Let's talk well, about this and discuss this. <laughs> out my illegality. Yeah, it's okay. You didn't know. It's a pretty yeah. So the the like <laughs> the BC Supreme Court has ruled that wearing earbuds is still distracted driving and hence illegal even when your phone is dead because I guess someone was trying to use that as an excuse right mm-hmm. like come on dudes I haven't been so I look cool like, I don't know what or the phone is dead or whatever yeah. but the decision released this past Tuesday uh, stemmed from an appeal but 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 no it still is distracted driving uh, and I know people like want to shake their finger and know it all at me all the time hey you're not supposed to be driving yeah. with those in there but I do and, and a lot of people just don't know all the rules because they're constantly changing especially distracted driving laws because we're just getting distracted by more and more things these days. So in this particular case, this person was just using them from a long day of um, tele- teleconference calls sure. and just forgot that they were in their ears and they're just like, oh, I just might as well leave them there and weren't actually using them and got a ticket. So this way says, he developed a habit of leaving them in his ears for the drive home to block out highway noise. Mm. That is really the problem there because you kind of need to hear highway noise, unfortunately. You kind of have to be aware of your surroundings, mm-hmm. and, you know. And this is what I always try to tell people is just like, okay, but when you see me, if I'm rocking my earbuds, I'm not listening. Like, I'm not cool. I'm not listening to loud music in my earbuds. I'm listening to like very boring boring conversational podcast, right? <laughs> so it's not like it's blasting music. It's like, well, let's define our terms here, gentlemen. Are we talking about redistricting <laughs> or reapportionment? And that's what's all going on in my ear. So that's, I feel like that's okay. But again, no, not okay. the law is drivers can only wear one earbud while driving, <laughs> according to the BC Motor Vehicle Act. Good to know. Tonight's the first provincial debate. And we have your official drinking game rules. Take a sip when you hear the following words. Pandemic. Recovery. Tent cities. Fiduciary. Snap. British Columbians. Fallout. ICBC. Zoom roast. Pristine coastline. Finish your drink if anyone brings up fast cat fairies. And finish the whole province if the debate devolves into a U.S.-style shouting match or anyone tells anyone else to shut up. Yeah, just shut the whole thing down. Yeah, shut, shut it, it down. down. Shut it down. Big story that's happening right now is that John Cryer, who's the actor from Two and a Half Men, mm-hmm. uh, played Lex Luthor on Supergirl as well, I guess, was over in Vancouver doing some filming and was walking the seawall, you know, that wall by the ocean and drops his wedding ring and Mm. hears it like clink on the ground and then can't find it anywhere uh so they hired this like person who actually finds wedding rings as a profession and he was able to to capture it it was like in the um in the grass nearby but there are people out there who just have metal detectors and do that as a business wow you know Good for them. Oh, there's uh, this story is quite wild to me. Yeah, it's pretty. He wrote like a massive Twitter thread all about it. Yeah, but 
when you're shopping for a wedding ring, I feel like, Jen, there's really two ways you can go about it. Mm. You can get, like, a really beautiful ring or that one that really means a lot to you that's got a lot of, like, emotional weight to it. Like, I have a ring that is literally my most cherished and precious possession. It is, like, made from the gold of my mother's wedding rings. It, But... I would when I wore it I was always so worried because I would wear it swimming I would wear it in the ocean and I've heard so many horror stories of that ring just slipping off your finger yeah. and oh. then it's gone you put so much into this that one thing and it can it's so easily losable I know and just like that you just walk in the seawall and boom it falls off I'm happy to hear that it didn't go into the water though because I'm wondering That's if there it. are divers who do the same thing there are what yeah I have a friend with a cabin and they've lost wedding rings in the like silty sand and the off the dock and had to send people diving. So that's what I mean. Like you can either go really precious with a wedding ring or you can like buy one of those rubber ones. Mm -hmm. And in a way, I feel like that's almost very, very smart. You're supposed to be wearing this thing 24-7 constantly. You take it off at the gym or you go swimming with it. And it gets lost. Yeah, it doesn't feel so bad if you just order a new one online for right. twenty bucks. I'm not usually a fan of you know tattooing someone's name say mm-hmm. on your body, but the tattoo wedding ring or even just a symbol, yeah. I kind of like the idea of that. Harder to lose. <laughs> Harder to lose unless you lose your finger. Then I yeah. can't help you there. Stay away from the loan sharks if you're <laughs> worried about that. About wedding ring, mm-hmm. uh, we go tubing at Shawnigan Lake, and we get pretty aggressive tubing so we usually wear like motorcycle gloves oh whoa oh my god to hang on to the tube yeah and so my buddy's like i'm done i want off the tube so he gets onto the boat just about to get on the boat he takes the gloves off and his wedding ring comes off and into the water no but luckily the insurance on his credit card that he used to buy the wedding ring covered a brand new wedding ring for free oh Oh, good wow okay that's a good tip to have though (laughs) yeah because i didn't even think about the money cost of it it's like yeah a ring's a ring whatever it is few hundred dollars i was all about the emotional that would be to me the biggest thing is like the emotional weight of losing that ring you know especially if you've had it for years yeah i think it was more so the weight telling his wife that he lost it. So you're telling me that he was going to replace it and not tell his wife that he lost his ring? Oh, no. He was going to tell her, but they, they looked back on the credit card and the insurance coverage on the credit card was able to cover the replacement cost of the ring. Okay. Well, that's good. I'm glad it worked out for him. <laughs> I yeah. wonder how many rings are at the bottom of big bodies of water. Oh, my God. There's probably lots of valuables in the bottom of Shawnigan. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. If you're tubing like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Paul Plastino, Jenny West. In the Afternoon Zone. Thanks for listening to the Afternoon Zone. Today is our Thanksgiving leftover special. Welcome to it. <laughs> um, I had this thought today because I know my fridge is jammed to the brim with leftovers Mm -hmm. because I didn't consider, oh, I'm making a small bubble Thanksgiving. I just made Thanksgiving dinner like I was making it for 45 people were coming over (laughs) to my house. So I have so much turkey leftovers, but you're kind of the opposite. Yeah, I went to someone's house for a little bubble Thanksgiving, so I didn't really get any leftovers. Didn't bring a Tupperware? 
No, I didn't. I didn't pack a Tupperware. <laughs> um, but that's a good point, though, that a lot of people are going to have a lot of leftovers this year because they were cooking for smaller amounts of people. So you're happy to receive my leftovers then that's, because this is my plan now? That's the thing. I will voluntarily take your leftovers from everyone. Right. Yeah, if anyone wants to get rid of leftovers, well, I'd be happy to have them. Okay, and this is what I'm thinking about now is how do I present the leftovers? Do I just bring you a tinfoil wrapped plate of Thanksgiving dinner for you to lunch, for lunch tomorrow? Mm. Should I make you a sandwich? Because I'm crushing these incredible turkey sandwiches. Do I make you a sandwich? Do you wait until I get the soup together? Oh. How do you want it? I mean, I love just... Don't make a sandwich for me. Okay. No, I could do that on my own. Okay. Um, I, Just a nice plate would be good. Right. Maybe just a tub of turkey. And then, yeah, if you happen to make a soup, then I would happily take the soup. Strap on the feedback, <laughs> Jen, tomorrow, because that's how I didn't even... I have a whole leftover Costco-sized pie, and it's coming to work, bud. Oh, I'm going to eat it all. Just a warning that we are going to talk about Apple products probably for the next 10 minutes. <laughs> I say that to you, Jenny. I say that. I know it's a very exciting day for you. Happy iPod Day to you. Thank you. You're welcome. The iPod Day. Apple announced today the new iPhones for us all to get. Now, listen. <laughs> okay, I am happy to make fun of Apple as well a lot of times, okay, and about the new phones every year and how they're pretty much the same and everything. But this year was a kind of a big deal. The iPhones look slightly different. Whoa! Thank you. They've got a magnet on the back of them. So you can put it on the fridge? <laughs> that kind magnet? of magnet. Why? Oh, wow. Just like, oh, look at this magnet. On your it's fridge. That'd a be cool, actually. couple thousand dollar magnet I have on my fridge. No, it's so that it can clip to things easier. I don't know. And it, you can like put it on your car. You get, oh, get a magnet okay. that, or, or like there's a new charger that mags up with it. <laughs> Magnets are sweet, okay? Okay. Nothing against a magnet. I should hope not. Uh, no, and then the really big thing is that these are the first iPhones to uh, use 5G technology. Oh, don't people not like that? Ding-dongs, I think, oh, have okay. a problem, right? And that's <laughs> it. while I was watching it. I was like, uh, I was watching the whole thing this morning while they're like, here's why 5G is so amazing. It does all these things. And mm -hmm. I was kind of like, mm, yeah, I guess. I don't understand any of this stuff. But I do know that ding-dongs tried to burn down the 5G towers. Oh, yeah. Because they thought it was going to steal their soul or something. Right. And so that makes me think it's good. <laughs> That's it. All right. And they come in pretty new colors. What color are you going to get? I don't know. No, Black, okay. probably. Same yeah. as you well, pretty new colors. I'm going to ignore all of them and just get the same phone again. Well, yeah. I'll take your old one, though. Happy to do that. You will not, because I just save all my phones. They sit in a little drawer. I don't trade them in. I don't get the trade in value. I don't sell them and get money. I don't recycle them, which is the, the like environmentally responsible thing to do. Mm -hmm. You just hold on to them. I just think they're pretty, and they're little memory boxes for me. I mean, I just want to put it out there. I take your Thanksgiving leftovers, and I also take your Apple product leftovers. That's my new job here as a friend. It would be great if you pitched in for Netflix once in a while. <laughs> Last night was the BC Provincial Debates. This was obviously our favorite moment. Leaders, thank you. Thank you for a respectful debate. Y'all get a cookie. <laughs> nice work. And we actually got to chat with the official debate baker to see what kind of cookies he made for the candidates. Well, for the greens, because it's green, of course, we put some green in there. That's right. They're weed cookies. Oh, 
yeah. Horgan said he doesn't see color, so they're M&M cookies with a lot of colorful M&Ms in them, and so hopefully he can see some colors. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And for Andrew Wilkinson, uh, as you see here, all of the chocolate chips have slid to the right. Uh, I see what you did there. Oh, I just finished watching the debate this morning. I watched half of it last night, and um, I got through it, and I was very happy about that because <laughs> when, the, when I was watching the U.S. presidential debate, I could barely get through the first five minutes. So congratulations, B.C., for having a very civil and, uh, I think, productive debate. It was one of the most watchable debates that I've seen <laughs> in a long time. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was great. There was... There was moments to take away for mm-hmm. sure, but it was uh, it felt like an actual exchange of ideas and policy positions. And the thing that I came away with, and I'm not alone, this seems to be all over the place too, is the giving the moderator so much credit. Oh. She did not take any guff. If you talked over your time, it was like, no, let this person out. Mm-hmm. You know, like really, really kept on top of it. And it made for actually... Um, a, a debate that kept on at a good clip and that actually worked. Yeah. Uh, she made sure that if someone wasn't answering the question or was trying to avoid a question, that they answered it properly, too. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was just great. It was respectful to British Columbians who actually want to know what each candidate it represents and what they're going to do for the province. And, yeah, I felt like I came out of that or watching that and, and felt like I actually know who I'm going to vote for now, which yeah. is great. It's true. I mean, in this time where... Through all elections, just the debates have become. I think it's it's like a little bit of an SNL mm-hmm. thing has happened, right? They're an easy thing to mock on SNL, and then somehow it's like they've become an important thing for the election for some reason, or a very watched thing. So you get the jokes. Yeah. But um, we should give her props. Her name was uh, Shachi. You said they were saying her name wrong. Yeah. So last I night? was watching some like global coverage of it, and the whole time they were calling her Sachi. Yeah. But it's Shachi, okay. I think. Shachi I think. Curl. I'm sorry if I get it wrong also. But, it, yeah, they mispronounced it the whole time. Anyways, <laughs> she put on a clinic last night. And anyone who wants to moderate anything should uh, go and watch her performance. Mm-hmm. as like game film of what it should look like and how you should hold these people's feet to the fire. And if you need any more help deciding your vote, you can go to thezone.fm slash vote. And they show you all the information about who is up in your riding, in your area, and um, all information about what they stand for and all helpful links of how to vote as well. You watching the video again? Yeah, I'm watching the video again right now. Um, the uh, the cougar attack video in Utah that came out this week is, man, it is it's both at the same time terrifying yeah. to think about getting stalked by a cougar like that. But it's also quite funny because the guy in it is doing and saying exactly the same things that I know that you and I would be saying. Absolutely, a lot of swearing, a lot of, swearing. A lot of saying, "Oh, it's a big kitty." Yeah, <laughs> it's a big scary kitty. Right, be and uh, saying a lot of like, I'm. I'm big and scary. I'm big and scary. And then, uh, yeah, please go away. Like, yeah. I know that I would be doing that is swearing, but also saying please to the cat. Please don't eat me. Please not today. Please don't kill me. So this video is six minutes long. It's of a man who is in Utah and is going down a trail, going for a run and sees a few cats and they look like regular cats, but it turns out they're actually kittens of a, of a big large cougar Uh, then the cougar comes and starts um, trying to scare him away but this video lasts for six 
minutes. Imagine that, being on a trail for six minutes while a cougar is trying to attack you and he's backing up, screaming and trying to get away with without getting hurt. Yeah, so what came out today, which is really interesting, is that a... Um, an island expert here on Vancouver Island of you know wildlife and mm-hmm. cougars uh, graded this man's performance, mm-hmm. gave it a solid B, that's which is good. great because I know that when I'm dating, I was like that's what I like to <laughs> sell myself as. I'm like a solid B, dude. Like it's not it's that on my bad. Tinder profile. Yeah, but uh, so he does do all the a lot of the right things, mm-hmm. making yourself big and scary, backing away. If you ever turn your back to a cougar, that could be game over because mm-hmm. it'll elicit like a, a chase response. Right. And one of the things that um, this professor, Chris Daramont from uh, UVic says is to grab rocks if mm-hmm. you can and big sticks and scream and make yourself look as scary and big as possible. And chances are that the cougar will leave you alone yeah that's how this person could have gone from a b to an a plus yeah. is if it yeah he would have waved a stick over his head i didn't know you're supposed to throw a rock at the cougar that's a good thing to know i just don't find it weird that we're now like grading this man who survived a cougar attack i think that's an a plus performance if you were able to survive a cougar attack i think he deserves an a plus well let's not forget too that this cougar was really it's not like it was attacking this is a cougar, and this is something that's really important that out in Vancouver Island, too, where there's a lot of cougars, mm-hmm. is that um, it was chasing this guy away from his kittens. Mm-hmm. So if you see cougar kittens, cubs out there, that's when you get away. Yes. Kind of a big story in the last while, and especially with how prevalent hand sanitizers are in our lives right now is that Health Canada has recalled a bunch of hand sanitizers over possible health risks. So I know a few weeks ago there was a big recall and they had a huge list come out. So that's on the interwebs now. You can go check that out. And then now they've added more to it. Mm-hmm. Have you found that um, you have like a preference for certain types of hand sanitizer now? Absolutely. Yeah. I, we, we've all just been turned into hand san- sanitizer sommeliers. Yeah. <laughs> Every single store I walk into, I immediately am judging. Yeah. For one, okay, listen, maybe this sounds like an obvious thing, but I go to a lot of stores, I'm just like, hey, could you give this thing down a wipe? It seems grimy and goopy mm-hmm. and gross. <laughs> yeah. That's number one. Um, I find that uh, the spray bottles are really nice. Yes. If you're going to use a liquid hand sanitizer, it's got to be a spray and not a squirt bottle because then it just gets all over your arms and everywhere. And that's all what they have is the yeah. pump action squirt. And it's true. It's like you know that there's not going to be a pleasant hand sanity experience coming out of that, whether it's too thick and goopy or it's sticky as hell or it doesn't you know rub in nicely. Yeah. You know it's not going to be good. There is one type of hand sanitizer out there, and I always point it out because mm. it smells like tequila breath. Oh. Like it's like <laughs> bad tequila. Yeah, right. Like in someone's body for a night, <laughs> and then like they're just talking too close to you. That's uh-huh. what it smells like. And every time I get that hand sanitizer, I'm like, beware, it's the tequila one. Yikes. People know what I'm talking about. It's this one type of hand sanitizer. I wish it got recalled. That's really awful. So uh, there is a list which you can go online and check out to be really aware. Uh, it's a growing list, unfortunately, mm-hmm. too. I don't know what exactly the health problems are, what could go wrong with hand sanitizer, but just so you know, just be aware before you buy it. 
I am so happy to announce that I actually got my own TV show. Oh. It's a town hall style wow. on ABC at 7 o'clock. Oh, oh my God. Because, Jen, I um, also um, have an announcement to make that I also have a TV town hall on NBC at 7 o'clock. You son of a... Today is Global Hand Washing Day. And I think, like, every other year, it wouldn't be that big of a deal. Like, it would be another one of those national holidays that we just kind of were like, why does this exist? <laughs> but, but so this today, was already on the calendar? It was already this on the calendar. This has always been? A new thing. October 15th? Always yeah. national? Oh, wow. Because I was going to say, yeah, hey, what's up? It's actually global hand-washing year. Yeah. yeah. We're on it. <laughs> Please continue to wash your hands every day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is particularly important this year, of course, because of COVID-19. And, you know, we're pretty lucky here at the station and at home. We have access to soap and those sort of hygiene products. Mm-hmm. We have to start thinking about, you know, people who don't have access to those sort of products and Very how true. important they are on a day-to-day basis, especially mm-hmm. right now. And there's this really cool local charity. Uh, it's based, yeah, in Victoria. It's called Soap for Hope Canada. And they go to hotels and get all of that unused hygiene products, so soap and things like that. And they recycle them and make new soap products for shelters across Victoria and BC. So like the dregs at the bottom of the little uh, single-use soap, there's got to be, when you think about that, right? Yeah. Across one town or a whole country, imagine how much soap would otherwise just go into the garbage. Mm -hmm. But if you tip those little baby bottles upside down and siphon all the rest of it out, there's probably so much soap that could go to a good cause like that. It's like, you know, when you take all the uh, soap slivers and smudge them all into one big soap ball and reuse them (laughs) Again. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, and they also like keep it out of the landfills, which is really cool too. Yeah. Now they're saying that the demand for soap products, obviously, right now is the highest it's ever been. But donations have declined recently. So mm. if you do want to make a donation, you can do a cash donation, which helps uh, give hygiene products to all sorts of people. Uh, you can go to their website, which is soapforhopecanada.ca. Love it. You were saying that it's it's chap lip season for you? Yeah, as soon as the weather gets a little colder, my lips get chapped and it's happening. Does it really like hurt and burn? Not yet. It's not too bad. It's pretty That's light good. as of right now. Why yeah. you ask? One time I got chap lip. Like I never usually do, but I guess I was spending a lot of time in the arena and that kind mm, of air and whatever was right. chapped my lips. And it was like burning. Yeah. It was so painful. And I, but I struggled through, I don't go for the chapstick because I think that as soon as you put chapstick on, you're just going to make them more chapped. I don't know where you're hearing this, (laughs) (laughs) but I haven't had that problem. I like coconut oil. That is helpful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Really? Yeah. Okay. Help moisturize it or just regular moisturizer too. That helps. There's a guy who just whispers me secrets all the time. (laughs) He seems to know what's up. (laughs) About chapstick? Oh, he's got all kinds of great tips about the government. <laughs> no, I'm just oh, kidding. yeah, you should uh, listen to him. So just give this heads up here. That, but if you do suffer from the chap lips, mm-hmm. and I wonder if there is something actually anything to this, but apparently when you have a beard, it like uh, kind of takes the moisture that is in the air from winter and traps it there rather than it hitting your lips. And I don't know if this is scientifically accurate. I, this is a guy whispering to me again, but... <laughs> Was this what the phone call you were just on? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just take phone calls that tell things like that. So, but for people who don't grow beards, they do have those knitted beards you could wear. Yeah. I mean, you could do that. 
Yeah, I've been trying to grow a beard for years, and it's just not working for me. Ah, buddy. Yeah, I know. It's really, it's really tough because, yeah, that is just a built-in lip warmer. Do you think because of masks this year, <gasps> you'll be less chapped? Maybe. Yeah, more reason to wear a mask. Uh, relating, it's chapping me now. Yeah, okay. So. Oh, my gosh. Poor Mayor Lisa Helps hasn't had much luck with social media in the no past. No luck hey? at all. Unfortunately, had to get rid of her Facebook account because she was saying it was just becoming coming a place of hate and people, you know, it's just a soundboard of hate, really. Toxic uh, echo chamber is what she said. the word, yeah. yeah. And then also her Twitter account, she decided to deactivate it in July. And I guess uh, this month, there was a fake Mayor Lisa Helps account on Twitter that came up and was just tweeting all sorts of nonsense. And uh, yeah, it was just kind of like this weird idea that at any point someone can just take your identity and pretend yeah. to be you on social media. It's concerning. It's preposterous, for yeah. sure. The um, Yeah, the, the, the account, if you went and looked at it, the tweets on there were like clearly jokes. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I get what you're trying to do here. But by the way, at least the ones that were like uh, posted in, in the news, uh, the screenshots of the tweets that were up there, mm-hmm. they're mean jokes. Yeah. They were like really punching down if, and hateful to full groups of people. Yes. Yeah. Really, really negative and crummy. So that sucks. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just sad to see that there's just a bunch of cyberbullying when it comes to. You know, people who are in the public and trying to work for the public. And yeah, you can have differing opinions and things like that. But it's been so terrible that she now has to get rid of these social platforms that a lot of people rely on to get information from her and from, you know, council members and things like that. And now they have to get pulled off the Internet. Do you know what sucks? Okay, when Liz Helps was very first elected, Mm -hmm. I like reached out to her over Twitter and she came in for an interview like the very next day. Oh, wow. So here we have this this tool that should be really productive, right? Yeah. To exchange ideas, to uh, talk to elected officials or reach out to them. And, you know, it's like all this, these great things that social media should be. And when you do stuff like this, mm-hmm. mean jokes and fake accounts and tox- toxicity and negativity and anger all over the place, you're blowing it, dude. Yeah. You're blowing it for everyone. Yesterday was Amazon Prime Day, and I guess that continues. There's a bunch of sales or something on Amazon. I'm not a Prime person, so I don't really know. That's the holiday that celebrates the death and resurrection of Optimus Prime. Is that correct? (laughs) Yeah, that's it. (laughs) Uh, No, it's a day where everyone gives uh, Bezos even more money. And uh, there's, uh, (laughs) of course... Transformer (laughs) 2. Uh, yep. <laughs> uh, but because, you know, Christmas is coming up, it's just kind of a reminder, like, maybe it's a good time to shop locally and not uh, shop on Amazon. And especially right now, I know it's tempting uh, because things are very affordable on Amazon. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's kind of got me thinking about Christmas and mm-hmm. holiday shopping and where I'm going to be spending my money. Mm. I think this year I'm going to try and make a little basket for each of my family members of like my favorite local items. Oh my God. Of the year. That's that I've been really enjoying um, here in Victoria because they're all over uh, on the mainland too. So they really like getting Victoria based items. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. You know, and it doesn't have to be super expensive either. No. I've said this for a long time. You don't need to blow your bank on Christmas. I'm so, I have so much respect for people who can like really keep to a budget at Christmas because mm-hmm. I, I find that like Christmas is the only time of the year where I, I actually do be generous to my family and friends. So I just like 
go ham mm-hmm. and just like blast thousands of dollars on Whoa. gifts. And you don't have to do that. You can mm-hmm. keep it chill. Guess what? If it's socks from your local store that you like or soap because there's all kind of local soap companies we were even talking about that earlier today yeah there's all kinds of things that are really nice that make a really thoughtful cute nice present and i absolutely agree if it's got a local price tag on it rather than an amazon one Mm -hmm. or anything online i couldn't agree more with you and it's more important than ever right now there's a lot of questions in today's presser about flu shots dr bonnie henry says they have ordered a lot and they will be available over time There'll be more coming this week and more next week. So it does take some time early on, and the demand has been very high early on. But the optimal time to get immunized is over the next few weeks. So between doing it right now and doing it a week from now or two weeks from now, um, those are all times that'll be fine. And especially, you know, that we're not seeing a lot of influenza, so the risk isn't here right now. We also noticed in that presser, press conference, uh, a lot of questions about Halloween. Mm-hmm. And if there's anything I love, it is how much Dr. Bonnie Henry seems to enjoy the idea of a candy tube. Candy slide! Oh, get that candy slide! Woo! Keep things small with your small group. But there is ways, if there's a street or a um, part of your community that wants to get involved, to have outdoor small numbers with things prepackaged for kids. Safe ways to give candy to... Yeah. The kids. Thrifties and save on, too. Oh. Uh, she said, you know, outside, individual packages <laughs> about candy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, Art missed the joke. I missed it. Yeah. I missed it. Let's keep going. <laughs> that happens a lot to me, actually. No, it's okay. The Liberal Party has had to kick out a candidate over controversial birth control comments that he made. Last night, a Chilliwack candidate, Lori Thornis, compared NDP's plan for free conception to eugenics. Here's Liberal leader Andrew Wilkinson on Thronus. Free contraception. Contraception. Right. This is a party that tries to tolerate a range of views. There's a party position that is my own position on things like discrimination and on contraception. And Mr. Thronus reached a point where his views are no longer compatible with mine or the party. And so he is voluntarily resigned. I thought it was Game of Thrones talk that was going on last night when I saw all the tweets about Thornus. I was just reading it wrong. Is there someone in Thornis? Lori Thornis is I don't his know. name. Chilliwack. There's no Thorns. Thornis in Game of Thrones? <laughs> no, I saw it and I thought it was Game of Thrones talk on Twitter. Because like there was like so much of, of it. Oh. Yeah, it seems. Get it? No? See, a joke that went over your head? But there's no Thornis character in Game of Thrones. It looked like Game of Thrones. I thought it was Game of Thrones talk. All right. Sorry, I'm Googling who the Thorn character is on Game of Thrones. Are you talking about the Queen of Thorns? No, I just said it looked like Thrones, okay? Oh, like the word Thrones. Yes. Olena Tyrell, is that what you're thinking about? Game of Thrones. 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 The guy's name is Thronus. I thought it was Game of Thrones talk. I thought his name was Thorns. Oh my gosh, let's move on, please. Couldn't help me out, not even a little bit. Let's move on. That, thankfully, is all I have for you, (laughs) Jenny. Thank you, Art. Thanks, Art. Well, the show's winding down and the sun is starting to set in the British Columbia sky, which means it's time to play a game of... What did we learn today? The game where you win by remembering. And right now we have the very brave soul, Matt, on the line. Hello, Matt. Welcome to the show. Thank you. 
Matt listened to none of our show today. Just tuned in <laughs> right in time for us to say, call now. And he was like, what for? Who cares? Dialed. So, uh, yeah, no, I did. I'm not. That is true. I'm not going to lie to you. You just do what you're told. If we tell you to call us, you'll do it. I wonder what else he'll do. Hey, the last time I called in, I won tickets to Lake Town. It didn't happen. That I won tickets. Oh, oh, it was for this year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh no, so sad. Yeah, I will confirm that we don't have any concert tickets to give away. That's oh, for that sure. makes that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. No, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> As you can imagine. <laughs> um, hey, but uh, WHL getting get going back again in January. So oh, one day we'll have hockey tickets. Not to Matt, but to somebody <laughs> one day. Yeah. Are they going to have well, fans? Oh, wow, that's a good question. I don't even know. <laughs> don't that so. wasn't really announced. All right, Matt. Oh, so the NBA, the, sorry, what was that? I was just going to say the NBA had screens. It was weird. Yeah. Wow. I don't know how I felt about the screens and the cutouts, <laughs> the cardboard cutouts of South Park characters and yeah. the teddy yeah, bears was, and the fan. Yeah. I like what the NHL did. Just tarp up the seats. We get it. We, we know there's a <laughs> pandemic happening. I don't need South Park cartoons to make me feel better about it. Sure. Uh, Matt, the game is quite simple. You've got 30 seconds to answer five questions, all based on current events and stuff that we talked about on the show today. Um, okay. If you don't know something right off the hop, feel free to pass because time is against you as well, okay? Yeah. No no worries. No sweat. Let's do it. Okay, okay let's flip and do it. All right, Matt, your time starts after this first question here. Okay. At the end of the provincial debate last night, the moderator offered the candidates what kind of baked good? Uh, I have no idea. Skip. What kind of exotic pet was found in Victoria for the third time this year? A pet snake? Uh, what Netflix show is being filmed on the Pat Bay this week? On the past day this week? Mm-hmm. I don't know. True or false, during a cougar encounter, you should turn your back to the cougar. False, absolutely false. <laughs> uh, there's been a, a wide recall of what kind of pandemic essential? Uh, face masks? Mm. Uh, oh. Let's go through here one at a time. At the end of the provincial debate, <laughs> the moderator offered the candidates a cookie. Cookie! Uh, that's so easy. I could have just said <laughs> any, any baked good. That was really, my favorite. Right? That was yeah. my favorite part of the of the debate last night. Like, Y'all get a cookie. Yeah. <laughs> good job. Way to be good people. <laughs> uh, you got the the snake question right. It was a ball python specifically. Yeah, the Netflix okay, show being it. filmed on the Pat Bay is called The Maid. And it's good to know oh. that you won't uh, get attacked by a cougar because you're not supposed to turn your back. Yeah. I also won't get near their babies because I think that's what happened with that guy. Yeah, that's exactly. Don't right. do it. Yeah, and then there's a rock. There's, there's, everyone's saying he was the the cougar was stalking him, but he, she was just being a good mom. She's she being... was uh, escorting him away from her babies. That's yes. all. Just literally, that's all. That's all that was. Let She's me. Like, uh, hey, can you back up, dude? Yeah. Let me just show you to the door with my fangs bared and my <laughs> six inch razor sharp claws out. Oh yeah. Okay. I see your car. I will run away now. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Goodbye. And uh, there was a, a big recall on hand sanitizer, a whole bunch of different ah, brands. Okay. That um, makes sense. But, I mean, if you're only going to get one question right, the one about what to do with a cougar is probably, <laughs> you know, you're a real winner yeah, of life, if, Matt. If you're from Vancouver Island and you don't know what to do when you see a cougar, you probably shouldn't live here. Oh, yeah. It's a litmus I mean, test for or sure. At least, or at least go hiking or, like, you know, enjoy the wilderness. 
Yeah. True that. Well, Matt, congratulations <laughs> on having a pretty good run at this contest and doing I tried. all thank, right. Thank you for thank you for humoring me. Oh, thank you for humoring us. Try again in the new year, Matt. <laughs> I will, I will. Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining the PJ Party. For more from Paul and Jenny, get them live 2 to 6 weekday afternoons on The Zone at 91.3. Or around the world via the Internet's tubes at thezone.fm. Do them a solid and leave a review wherever you get this podcast. And tell your friends about it. Paul and Jenny are both on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So get in touch. Thanks for joining the PJ Party. Hi, I'm Webmeister Bud. I'm DJ Boitano. I'm Kirsten James. I'm Art Aronson. And I'm Paul Bacino. And the Zone's Geek Out Podcast is where we get together each week and talk about geeky stuff like technology, movies, comics, TV, Harry Potter, Star Wars, and how much better Marvel is than DC. So much better. Come on, man. Captain America. Calm down, Art. You can find us wherever fine podcasts are sold or at thezone.fm slash geekoutpod. With new episodes each Friday, it's the Zone's Geek Out Podcast. Listen, please. Bye!